podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Wester is Bester from Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire with me, Lee G. Joining me as always is Big M. How are we, Martin? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've, I've actually had a, a really, really funny morning. Um, go on, go on. T- tell us about this, mate. This is good. This is. Go on. Uh, about, about a week ago, you know, filled up petrol in Tesco. My missus mm. went in. She thought I was paying at the pump. I thought she was paying inside. So we drove off. So, uh, you know, obviously when we realised, we went back, you know, said, oh, we have to look at the cameras, check. You know, it was about just over a week ago now. I went back in today. Mm. I'm like, oh, no, it wasn't you. It was someone else. They, they drove off. I was like, nah, mate. You know, I, I know the petrol I put in. They pulled over. About three managers came over. They went through the cameras. I gave them the date, the time, the pump, the exact amount. No, it's not you. <laughs> so I just continued on with the free petrol. I'm happy with that. That's weird, isn't it? As <laughs> without even trying just to uh sometimes you just land on your feet don't you and you I go know. i think tesco's can afford it you know i think yeah. they can I think they can do it but guarantee you'll get like something in about six months time or something will drop through the door they'll go we've detected that that you drove off on such and such a date it's oh, I- I've given him my number. I've given him everything. Just say, look, I I fill up you pretty regularly, like so. You know, yeah. if, if you if you do manage to find it, yeah. call me in or give me a bell, like. Blimey! See, my mum had it the other way around. She she went to a local one. It was a couple of years ago when they were just bringing in pay at the pump, and she paid at the pump, and luckily she got a receipt. But then, she decided she wanted like a bar of chocolate or something. So she went in and bought a bar of chocolate and then walked out and drove off. And then an hour later, the police were around the house and they were going like, oh, you, you didn't pay for your petrol. So you need to come back now and either pay or, or um, come to the police station. And she's like, no, I paid for my petrol. And um, they said, no, you, you walked out of the station. You said, yeah, but I, I, I did pay at the pump before that. And luckily, she had the the receipt for the pay at the pump and all, and they could like tie it up with everything. But yeah, because she'd because she'd gone in after and just bought some chocolate and not paid for any petrol, and then they'd seen her drive off from the pump. They they got police and all sorts of stuff involved. Weird, it's mad. Man. It's mad, man. Like I I got a feeling some poor bugger is going to be getting let through the door because of the petrol. Pay for your petrol. <laughs> cool. Cool, fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so on the weekend, then you managed to to miss the majority of uh, Judgment Day. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I was I was out in Dublin for uh, for one of my daughter's pageantry, and uh, she done well. She won her title, so that's that's always good. Hmm. But you know, trying to get onto BBC when you're in the Republic of Ireland is is a job. So uh, I, I only managed to cash the first 10, 20 minutes and you could just see the boys. They just weren't interested. So I decided I wasn't either. Yeah. And so I went up for it this one with uh, a mate of mine who's an Osprey. Um, oh, great. And, Thank you too. Oh, yeah. As a, it, it was weird because there was nothing on the game. 
Do you know what I mean? I think if we didn't have the Glasgow game, that might have been a bit different. Um, it didn't feel. It felt like for the Dragons that it was much more important for the Dragons than it was for us, and it just felt, you know, even from supporters, a lot of the Scarlet supporters that I saw were, um, we were singing and dancing before kind of thing. You know, it was a bit more of a party, a bit more of a a bit of fun. There wasn't that edge to it that, you know, like at Christmas. You know that game was edgy. That was uh, there was that was an intense game at Christmas. Yesterday, uh, Saturday just felt a bit more kind of. I don't know. It, it it didn't feel there was anything on it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Judgment Day as a whole, I I quite enjoy. You know, a bit of a fun day out. I enjoy watching both games. I think everyone should stay and watch both games. If you go in, go and watch both games, and you know, just enjoy the game of rugby sort of a thing um and you know so I, I was sat there i watched obviously the scarlet's dragons game and my osprey's mate was winding me up all the way through the the scarlet's game and then i wound him up all the way through osprey's and cardiff so you know there was something of interest there for me but it could be a lot better managed the the, the whole thing of it there was Beer not available, beer only available in cans and massive queues. There was issues with trains getting in and out. There were, uh, I think it was 41,000 tickets sold, I think they said, in a, so what was it, 65,000 seat stadium. And it, it looked like there were, it looked like there were more than 20,000 seats left, you know. So it was, yeah, I just think it could be, better managed if, if it was me I'd do it first day of the season and I'd go you know this is this is your season kickoff and I'd make it Scarlet Ospreys Dragons Cardiff make it a big one and so I know somebody loses a big home game but the percentage that you take from the a full Millennium Stadium would be higher it must be it must but you, be you got you worth it if you look at the 40,000, hmm. you've got to think, you've got to split that in half, so it's only 20,000, and hmm. then tickets are what, a tenner? So that's going to be less than you sell normally. So if you sell tickets, so let's say £20 a ticket, that's the same as having 10,000. So it's it's going to be more, but not much more. But then if you're putting 65,000 plus hospitality, plus all the... That's, I, that's, that's an yeah. if. That, that, but that's what I mean. I think if it was... First day of the season. This is your season opener, and it's you know all your big games. I think it would it it would be there'd be more on it. There'd be more people interested. I know why they do it at this time of year because you know the weather's better and you can make more of a spectacle. And in theory, the end of the season should be a bit more kind of there's something on it, but there just wasn't. So yeah, it was one of those things that. Um, just kind of could have been a lot better than it was. The extra spectacle of the day. I had a great day. I enjoyed my day, but yeah, was... I I think I'll be going for the first time ever next season because it's in the season ticket. So I it, it better be good. I'm, I'm relying <laughs> on you now. If 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 it's crap and I have a boring day and my kids are bored, I'm going to be blaming you. <laughs> just you, no well, one else. This is I, this is what I said on on my other podcast last night. Is if you want. 
yeah, what the the, the the WIU should be looking at that as as most kids' first introduction to the game, you know, and there should be stuff in the streets. There should be bands in the street. There should be meet the player in the street. You know, you've got the whole area around the the Millennium Stadium, which is all closed off, and there's lots of people walking around there. Put something on. Put put the entertainment on there. Make it a a, a thing. Yeah, so I, I remember my my first game that my dad took me to, right, was 1983, I think it was, or 82 or 83. Um, Japan was uh, the ticket. Bledin Bowen's first, uh, is either his first cap or his, he was captain or something like that. But I, I was tiny, you know, and I, re- I still got the hat. I've still got the scarf. Um, and and I I remember that day. I remember all the stuff from that day and everything I did because it was my first. I can't remember the score. I'm assuming we won, but you know it was it was an event and for me. It was special. And if you're going to take your kids to a first Scarlet's game or whatever, and it's that one, it's Judgment Day where they've got all this stuff going on, and it's something to remember, and you will engage the kids in that. So. It's, I think it's a missed opportunity, is what I think it is. It could be, it could be stage managed a lot better than what it is. Put it that way. So. It could be a lot bigger and a lot better. Basically. Yeah. Like I've told you my views on what I'd like to see uh, for Judgment Day. You, you, you know, I'd like to see a, a two-day event. You know, with all the principal, yeah. the Premiership fixtures, and one mm. regional on each day. But you know, there are there's so many different ways that. They can mm. do things in the stadium and outside as well. Like they've got the, the arms park is totally free next door. Mm. You know, so they could do loads of stuff in there. If you wanted all the players and you wanted a bit of extra security, you could do all stuff in there. You know, mm. there's, there's no reason why you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the rugby then. It was rubbish. So, okay, let's do community game. Um, <laughs> it's, you want to go straight into community? Let, no, let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk a bit uh, about the Scarlet because we've had quite a lot of news this week. Yeah, let's know. do rugby news. Let's let's do let's do comings and goings, and then we'll we'll briefly, very very briefly, talk about Judgment Day. So, um, fifteen people, fifteen players announced last Friday as leaving. What what did you make of the list? Uh. Nothing too unobvious, so to speak. Um, they, I, I was surprised to see both David Hills and Taylor Davis leave. Um, I, I would have assumed that one of them would have stayed, hmm. but um, other than that, I, I think you know more or less everyone could have figured this out. We could hmm. could really look at you know who doesn't play, who was on stupid money, and you know we're bringing it back. Yeah. Who's who, who's basically on a starter's paycheck and isn't starting, and yeah. you know you got the likes of you know Will Griff, John, Patchell in there, and we know the amount of money the half penny came in on, and there's just no way we can support that anymore. Yeah, and it was one of those things. It, it's uh, you know they, they tried making a big song and dance about half penny and Patchell leaving. I I don't know any Scarlet supporters that were really shocked. By the fact that they were going, I think we've been talking about it. You know, that was what we were expecting since Christmas, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
I think it does leave the squad quite slim. Yeah, <laughs> for want of a better word. Yeah, like we we'll have a talk about the full squad next next week when we've got a bit more time. But you know, even looking at all the players that are leaving, I I don't see our starting fifteen or twenty three dropping that much at all. I mean, what we lose defensively with half penny, we gain an attack with whoever replaces him. Mm. And you know, I'm just hoping that you know to a plot to a carries on his game and he, he is a more than capable replacement for Calamaphony. And you know, we already know that Costello is our first choice over Patchell, so you know he's not much of a loss in that regards. I mean overall, yeah, it is it's never good to lose a player. But you know, we've had some good news with, you know, re signings as well. You know, we've yeah. we've got our centre partnership down for the next few years at least. Mm. You know, like uh, if we go through all the re-signings, we've got Ryan Elias, Joe Roberts, Eddie James, Johan Nicholas, Kemsley Mathias, Sam Wainwright, Jack Price and Morgan Jones. They've all signed new contracts. And, you know, besides Elias, all of them are, you know, 25 or under. So that's mm. brilliant. And we've also had the news that uh, Johan Lloyd is uh, coming over the bridge. Yeah, and, uh, which we spoke about that last week on the pod, didn't we? Because it was announced while we were recording. But it's um, yeah, I, I I'm not as excited by that as as most people are. I'll be honest. Just it just seems to have had that dip in form with Bristol, but um, you know, he hasn't really featured that much. He, he, don't get me wrong. Last season, yeah, he he was on fire and he was nailing a starting position. I don't know if it changed, you know, if if the ethos changed inside Bristol and he was out of favour or or whatever, but I hope he um, I hope he regains the form that he had previously. Let's yeah. put it that way. I, I think he's going to follow a similar suit to what Costello did. Hmm. I think you know he's gonna we're going to see him a little bit. We're not going to see lots of him this season, you know. Uh, about a dozen appearances, you know, off the bench and a handful of starts, mostly, I think, because Costello's got to be in the Welsh setup by now. You know, he, he's mm. just ridiculous in comparison to the others. But, yeah, he's coming here as a 10. Peel has said he's here as a 10, so we're going to see him as a 10. And, you know, he's, he's not going to get first choice anytime soon. Mm. Uh, it'll, it'll depend on the games, obviously, because, you know, Sometimes we're going to want Dan Jones dinky on the bench because we want that sort of that more game management that kick in. We'll mm. want that. So you know he's not going to feet. He's not going to be you know like Sam Lousy was or like Fafita has been. They're not coming straight into the starting fifteen, and you know going all guns blazing. He's still only what twenty two years old. Mm. So you know he's. I think he's actually a couple months younger than Costello. So, you know, we've got two boys, really young, incredibly talented, especially attacking. And, you know, it's, it's going to work well for the future. It's just I, I'm thinking more two, three years down the line when, you know, he's, they're really fighting for that starting position with each other. And, you know, long term, we're never going to hold on to both of them. Like, uh, yeah, anyone, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. Anyone can see that, that there's t- both of them have got such high ceilings that we're never going to be able to pacify the pay of them. I mean, may, maybe in some you know magic alternate reality we do, but <laughs> I just can't see it at the minute. But, uh, you know, 
Mm. He is he is a good player. I mean, just just look at what he did to us last season. I mean, mm. he single handedly tore us apart, and you know we are gaining that. Mm. And I, I don't know why he hasn't featured much this season for Bristol. It might be you know with McGinty coming in a different style of ten. Mm. You know, maybe you know maybe they More don't really physical, it. yeah. So they I want a bigger. You, you know. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't go to Cardiff, to be honest. When when you know Cardiff are losing, uh, what's his name, Jared, um, Jared um, Evans, Anthony yeah, and you know I would have thought that that would have been more kind of his thing. But you know, it, it, like I say, I, I I'm hoping that yeah, actually he does refine that form and and you know. I, I'm anticipating Costello certainly after the World Cup. If, if he's not involved in the World Cup, it'll be because you know it, it's it, this is about now and not the future. I, I can anticipate after the World Cup, it'll all be right. Okay, in four years' time, what's the side going to be in four years' time? And Costello will definitely be part of that. So, yeah, yeah and and we'll like, lose Costello for a fair bit of time there. Yeah, because like he like obviously. Speaking of Cardiff and the situation with the 10, you know, Ben Thomas is the only player who can cover 10 there at the minute for next season. So it was a real shock. And we've sort of not had confirmation that Sam Davis is going over to France. So it, it's mm. that's a really interesting one for those in Cardiff. We've just mm. won the Welsh Shield. Yay, best of the bottom half. And, uh, oh, we haven't got a 10 next season. That's, that's fine. That's right. I, yeah. I would have thought Patch would have gone. That's why I was fully expecting Patch or Dinky, one of them. One of them was definitely going to go, and if it was going to be Patch, I'd expect him to go to to Cardiff. Cardiff. But yeah, so yeah, we, we, shall... we still have, we still haven't had any news on Patch or going there. I mean, he's yeah, there, that's he's, what I mean. We've officially released him from his not not like a release, but we've announced mm. he's going. So there's no reason for anyone to, you know, not announce they've signed him. Mm. So that that's. That's another one in itself, but I, I'm still expecting, you know, an, another one. I'm, I'm hoping for three sign-ins. I know I'm not going to get three, but I'm, I'm hoping for at least one. Well, we're all kind yeah. of hoping for a big second row, aren't we? That's that's to take a bit of pressure off Lousy. You can see on Judgment Day, we miss Lousy. Oh yeah, you know, massively, and he's not injured. He, I haven't seen him on an injury list, or have I missed that? But no, I think he's just been rested. Yeah, he's well, barring the red cards, you mm. know, he's played more or less every minute. So mm. you know, you got to rest him where he is, and you know, like we said, watching the game on Saturday, well, watching what I did of the game. Hmm. No one was interested. They were more concerned with getting through to the final whistle in one piece. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like I know from what I've read from the match report, you know, Kieran Hardy and, you know, Carwin, they had pretty good games. So, you know, that's that's always positive that some people are going in. I'm a little disappointed we're not carrying any sort of momentum mm. forward. But at the same time, I think this team is still, they're still focused on that Clermont game. They that's That's where they are. They they mm. still ride in that high, so these last two weeks don't really matter. Yeah, it, it was. So yeah, Judgment Day was kind of. You felt it from the kickoff, from the very first kickoff. It just didn't feel like they were up for it. Like Dragons were were taking two three meters out of every tackle. 
you know there was no there was no competition on the game line they there was nobody being driven back there was no there was no effort to turn the ball over and you could just see players where you know three four weeks ago they were getting up they were fighting to get back into position they were fighting to get off the floor they were fighting to get back in it was just a little too slow a little lackadaisical a little say that they didn't care and you know yeah okay we've got a game against Glasgow and it's more important but you're a professional player and I think announcing all all the levers the day before yeah people like Dav Hughes that was then on the on the pitch in the second half um so you know what okay he might be playing for you know the opportunity for somebody to sign him or something like that but then, you know, what else are you really playing for? So, yeah, it wasn't the most, it wasn't the most exciting thing. I don't, we just didn't look like we attacked. We genuinely didn't. We just, they, the Dragons were running three-man, four-man overlaps and we were kind of trotting across. Um, uh, you know, Jordan Williams' try was a, a, a really decent try. And they did to the to us what we usually do to people. We, you know, they they overloaded against the fullback. Costello, us, um, Pombier had to come in off his wing. So he, he's defending three on a, on the wing. You know, outside of uh, Tom Rogers at fullback. How do they get three outside bloody Tom Rogers? You know, it, it just so he gets turned to go outside. Then he gets turned inside. Then he gets turned outside again. So, yeah, I'm not taking that as a, you know, that was Combi's fault. I'm taking that as a, how the hell do they overload three on a, uh, on the winger with, with everybody else? What's, what are we playing at? Will we let that happen? So, yeah, it's a difficult one to, to kind of, I can't find any positives out of that game other than we've had a foot up the jacksey that I think we probably needed. Going into that Glasgow game, I think we've had a bit of a sharpener. We, I think we had a couple of players that thought, you know, that's it. Now we, we're, we're all singing or dancing. And actually, we've got to put the hard work in again. We, we've got to go back up front and we've got to fight up front. And we've got to, every inch of that grass needs to be a battleground. And, and if it's not, we're going to come off second best, which we did on Saturday because Dragons just wanted it more. It, it, it was as simple as that. They just wanted it more, and they wanted every single ball. They wanted every single blade of grass. They wanted every single point, and they wanted it right up to the 80 minutes. And we didn't. So, so we'll leave judgment day there, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we, we finish with this. Take nothing away from the Dragons. They des- they thoroughly deserved their win. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but absolutely. they weren't playing against. Anyone, they they were just playing against stick men, basically. Well, and you know you can only play the team that What's stands in front of you, in it. Yeah, so you know that's our. You know, we we talk a lot about learnings and work ons and that, and some of that is attitude. You know, some of that is you you if as a professional you need to be at you know eighty to ninety percent of your game on every game. You need to give a hundred percent effort but you need to be at a high level of performance at every single game. And if you're not, then, you know, there's somebody else there that will. 
So there we go. Um, right, so let's talk about the big one then. Let's talk about Glasgow and uh, and that. Are you going? Oh, 100% I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. My bloody, the first opportunity I had to get my tickets, I got them. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not missing that. There's, there's just no chance. And uh, from, from what I've seen as well, you know, posting around that all four stands are open. So yeah. that's 10,000 plus. So that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I was just going to check now and see, because um, there's been a, a bit of a daily update about how many tickets have been sold. I haven't actually seen that one there. Now, the last update was just, are you coming on Saturday? Um, yeah, it just says that the they've sold the, uh, they've opened the other stand. So, yeah, it's... um. From what I've heard, Glasgow sent back a lot of tickets, and yeah, well, I saw an update from them, and they couldn't. This is the word they used. They were unable to arrange coaches down from Glasgow to Llanelli, which is absolutely laughable and disgusting. Mm. You know, your first ever European <laughs> semi-final, regardless of whether it's Challenge Cup or Champions Cup. And you're not even going to put on buses for your supporters. You know, that's mm. a massive cop out in itself. Yeah, and I think it shoots them in the foot because, you know, when we went up there a couple of weeks ago, it was a fairly close game. It was a fairly tight game. Uh, the weather played a large part in that. But the supporters played a large part in that as well, you know. And yeah. to to now allow us that advantage that we'll quite happily take quite quite happily go with um yeah i think that that's a massive shot in the foot for them and a massive boost for us because there's going to be flags on every seat um so i've been told there'll be yes yes there are flags i'm going down saturday morning to uh place them out nine o'clock saturday morning they've got i think uh, about 20 of us uh, is the list so far. Uh, we need to uh, cross-reference with each other to see who we doubled up on. Mm. But, yeah, if you're interested in you know coming down in the morning, just put some flags on feet, contact 316, get your name in there, and, you know, come down. I'm, I'm pretty sure the club will give you something free anyway, more than just the flag, I'm hoping. Yeah, have a flag. Maybe a drink, <laughs> maybe a drink as well, you know. But I, it's I've seen lots of... of... Um, enthusiasm for the game. I've seen lots of people really getting up for it. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. What I would say to people that are going is is go early, get there early, because the one thing we know about travelling into Clethley on match day is it's a bloody nightmare. Getting into the car park, and I'm assuming that... Um, Tata Steel will be open because it usually is for big games. That'll so they'll send out all of the uh, the advice, the parking advice on the weekend and whatever. But go early, get aim to get there at least an hour before because I can almost guarantee you'll be stuck in traffic for at least half an hour. So, but you know, enjoy the atmosphere because the last time we were in a semi final at home in Europe was never. Exactly. I, I I can remember a couple of quarterfinals. Um, oh, yeah. I had but... some brilliant quarterfinals. La Rochelle, Munster. 
Mm. But no, never. So this is, you know, pretty huge. And I I reckon by Wednesday, they'll announce that they're going to have the temporary stands in front again and we'll have another 2,000 seats. I'd, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see it just maxed out and just everybody bouncing, jumping, like, you know. But Yeah, I, I was in one of those temporary seats for the La Rochelle game. Were you? you know, West stand right behind the post. I, I, it was me, my boy, and, uh, well... My well, not my youngest anymore, but uh, how old was she? She'd been four months, five months old in a baby. <laughs> Literally, I had the baby carrier on me because yeah. we were meant to, we were going away to Cornwall for the weekend. So my missus had buggered off, and you know I had my boy <laughs> and the baby, and we went to the game. Well, so there's no chance. There's no chance I'm missing that. Like that for that game, I was in the second row, uh, on the on the try line in the bottom right hand corner. And um, yeah, rubbish view of the game because you know you 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 I was what trying to watch it on the uh, on the big screens and all of that kind of stuff. That was the best view. But yeah, that was an that was a fantastic game to to watch and just be part of. And I think it took us about half an hour to get out of the the stands after just because people were singing and dancing and and all of that. And you just yeah, it was a great great experience and if you are going to take your kids to the first game or something like that that's the game to take them to that's the type of game that you want to be introducing your kids and you want to be saying this this is what's possible this is how it could be and this is how it should be going forward so i just hope the club kind of does something a bit extra to you know there's going to be loads of people there and the flags. Yeah, I'm talking about food. <laughs> oh, no. uh, you know, the food village. You know, let's let's get a load of hot dog vans around. Let's let's get a load of beer vans around. Do you know what I mean? Let's let's actually go and say, right, for for one one day, let's control that parking a little bit better and say, This is where everything's going. Let's make something a bit more of it because it's a massive opportunity to win a few more um, supporters to make a couple of wishy-washy ones a bit more solid and and to really enjoy the day. And it looks like it's going to be a nice sunny day as well. So, yeah. yes, Something we did for the before the come-on game, and uh, man, it was managed pretty badly, if I'm honest. We had a little under-9s and under-10s festival going on the training pitch beforehand. Yeah, but you know they they added run till half past six, which was really weird. But you know we could we could do something incredibly similar with this, you know. But mm. have it finished at have it finished like half past three, four o'clock when the barn all when the gates and the barn open. Mm. You know, get loads yeah. of kids down to play in the morning. I mean, there's plenty of hub officers and that to arrange things, mm. and you know just get as many kids down there so they finish when the barn opens. They go in whatever, and you know because uh, I know. That they've sent out to all the clubs reduced tickets for registered players and coaches. So yeah. if you're a registered player, pound a ticket. You're a registered coach, four pound a ticket. Yeah. You know, and I think they've reduced the senior, the the adult tickets now because obviously it's only the the crap seats left. They're yeah. all down to fifteen pound. So yeah. there are there are more initiatives to get that it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Mm. So you know, there's no and- reason why you can't do it. And last game, potentially last game of the season, you know, could be the last game of the season, last home game of the season. 
Um, yeah, after the, the crap that Welsh rugby has been through this year, it'd be nice to finish the season smiling. Do you know what I just Just go and enjoy the game and enjoy the game for what it is. But so let's let's talk about the actual game. Now, what, what are you expecting from from Glasgow? What are you expecting from us? Glasgow, Glasgow are you know they're a top four side they, in the URC. They really are. You, there's no ifs, no buts. They are very physical and they like to attack. I mean, like I know we spoke about this after the away game. They've only gone for the post once in this year. You know, that just tells you the type of team they are. They want to attack. They are very big on their forwards. They like their lineups. They like their driving malls, which for me means we need to make sure that Lousy, Fafita and Shingler are all on that pitch. Mm. Just so our defensive line out, we can stick two pods up and we got that extra man in there, you know, mm. just to swim through the mall, just to try and break it down. Because that, that's one area I am very fearful of Glasgow is that, that line out mall. But, you know, other than that, I think our our defence, if, you know, they go back to where they were against Glimon, then, you know, there's no reason why there's anything to fear from them. Especially mm. if they've had a few injuries now that we're still waiting to hear back from. Like Hugh Jones, Forbes, you know, these are big players for Glasgow. They have got strength and depth. You mm. know, not not going to say this is going to be a weak side by any means, but these are you know pretty key players for them who might not be available. Same as Callum Afoni for us. Yeah, well, we know Callum Afoni's not going to be there. Um, we're hoping Dan Davis will be back. Um, I saw that the other day that they're expecting Dan Davis to be back. He apparently he could have been back for Judgment Day, but they wanted to just play it safe, um, which is fair enough. So, yeah, I think the back row battle is is key. Um, I, I'd, I'd have Fafita and Lousy in second row, and I'd run, you know, you're, you're virtually running a five-man back row then, aren't you, with, yeah. with those two on the pitch. So, yeah, uh, I think key player for us on, I think the, the key position is scrum half. And yeah. I, I I think Hardy he blows hot and cold when he's when he's good he's great and when he's not it's he's a liability and I just there were bits on Saturday that you just go oh yeah there we go lovely yeah we're back in it now and then there's other bits that you just go what were we doing there why I don't understand so. I I would prefer to go with Gareth Davis to start with. Really? I, yeah, I would. I would. I would. I would be picking hard. Like I'm not going to say anything about Kodo. Gareth Davis has been brilliant. Mm. You know, the only negative I see in his game is his box kicking, mm. and it hasn't been anywhere near great. Mm. But Hardy has, and I think that sort of game management, that territorial battle, I think that's going to be really important. So that's why Hardy edges it for me. You know, Gareth on the bench, 100%. You know, he comes on 55 minutes. The pace he's got, you know, those intercept lines that he runs, you know, brilliant. But to start the game, just to settle in, it, it is a risk because, like you said, Hardy does blow, blow hot and cold. Mm. But, you know, I, I would prefer Hardy just, you know, for his superior kick in. But then if we're going to kick that much ball back to them, they, they're going to crucify us. Do you know what I mean? They, they're and that's gonna... what I mean. You've got to kick to compete. And you know, Gareth Davis has done what, maybe 20 to 30% of his kicks and done that. And, you mm. know, Hardy is, you know, over 50%, I think. So, you know, yeah. that's a massive difference in this type of game. And you, you need your exits from your 22. 
and that, mm. that's the main thing I'm looking at. You don't want to be giving away early points. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking more from an attacking point of view. I'd have I don't anywhere outside our twenty-two and inside you know, in between the twenty-twos, you want Gareth Davis on the pitch because you know the the speed of ball, the speed of pass, and just he just needs half a yard. He needs half a yard, and you've got another winger on the pitch. So. So it'll be interesting. I think that dictates a lot of the kind of the game plan, you know, yeah. how we're going to play, where we're going to play. Um, I think the rest of the team pretty much picks itself. It's it's not a difficult team to pick. Yeah, wingers is one that I'm getting stuck on. You know, that's that's something that I'm really struggling with because we've got Steph Evans, you know, Johnny McNichol back. Mm. Combia and Tom Rogers. So, you I, know, and they're only going in two spots because if Harpenny's fit, he's got to start for his, just his defensive position and then goal kick in. And, see, you know, I, the way... Yeah. It, I, I wouldn't, way, I, I wouldn't way, have Harpenny um, there. No? No. I'd, I'd, I'd leave Halfpenny out completely and patch. Um, and I'd, I'd go with um, McNichol at fullback, Combia on one wing and... Uh, Steph Evans on the other with Tom Rogers to come on if need be and I just think that you've got um, three players there that are that are that cause people issues you know uh, McNichol has been out for God knows how long and is still the number one offloader in um, in the URC he's got the highest amount of defenders beaten and he's in the top five on yards made you know and he's been out for six weeks eight weeks or whatever you know? He's only missed one URC game. It's been through all the European matches he's missed. Is it? Yeah. Um, he's been out for a while. Anyway, so yeah. he's, you know, he, he's he's one yeah. of the, the top kind of offloaded. So I, I'd have him there, you know, every time. Um, yeah, McNichol starts for me, you know, it doesn't matter where he is. I, I'd have to keep half there. He just, you know, his, his organisation, his defensive acumen is just, it's too big of a loss for me in this style of game. And he is a big game player, as we know. And my other wing, and I've, I've gone with Steph Evans over the other two just because, you know, his ability to step in at nine first and second receiver in terms mm. of deception and developing attack, he's just too important. Mm. So, you know, it's, I, I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with your know, squad selection for next year. We've we pretty much got everyone that we want to fit now, with, with the exception of possibly Scott Williams and Foxy. And I was surprised to see both of them not on the list, I'll be honest, uh, to leave. So they, they, I'd say they're the only two players that are on the injury list that I'd want to kind of see on the pitch. But then there's one on the sort of injury list, not on the injury list, but he's been out for a long time. And that's Samson Lee. And we've, yeah. seen, him in a, we've seen him in a few training videos recently. And you know, if he could get anywhere, if he could get eighty percent to where he has been in the past, he would be unbelievable. You know, mm. he, he's still head and shoulders the best tight head that we've got. It's just whether or not he can bring that back, and if he's fit and available, I would be tempted. Probably more, you know, loyalty than anything to put him on the bench for this game. But mm. it obviously, it depends a hundred percent on his sort of fitness and where he is himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. An interesting one. So, what are your predictions for 
for Saturday. What time is kickoff? Half past five. Five, yeah, half five kickoff. So it's a, it's a decent one. We're not clashing with any of the club games. It's plenty of time to come down after your local match. Mm. So you know that's worked out really well for us. So, so predictions your... wise, mm. Mm, it's mm. it's a tough one. Oh, I, I'm going to go. Ooh. 3328 us. Okay. I'm going to go 2220 us. So, there we go. That's job done. Right. So single scores. We're keeping single scores. <laughs> yeah. So that's the uh that's all of the the big boys done. So before we oh, look yeah. at the community game, we've got and, and the community game is really starting to hot up now. It's really starting to to get to the interesting point. But before we do that, We've got a final on Wednesday. The um, so Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire schools under 15s against Isloin schools 15s um, at the Millennium Stadium. What cup is it? It's a, oh the Lewis something. It's the Lewis. It's the Lewis Miller Bowl. You know, yeah, it's part of the. It's, it's the Dewar Shield system. Mm. It's you know, if you got the Dewar Shield, which is the best, the Morgan Griffiths Plate, and the Lewis Miller Bowl, and. After a very poor start to the season, they've managed to basically make through to a final, and it's it's mm. unreal for these boys, and it's going to be a memory they're not soon to forget. So mm. I'm I, I'm hoping that you know enough people will get down there, and I'm hoping the schools have been you know pretty nice, and they've arranged for some transport for some pupils to go down to, because mm. as far as I know, it's free entry, which you know again is is absolutely brilliant. Mm. But you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a full, it's a full day, you know, because yeah. you've got the DC Thomas uh, bowl played in cup early in the morning, and then you've got the three under 15s counties games, sort of mid morning afternoon. So it it is a big day, and you mm. know it, it is going to be an event. Yeah, and I think the boys have done really well to get it. It's always one of those things that you know there's a little bit of luck involved, but then there's also a lot of hard work. And particularly when you're up against the kind of sides that that Pembrokeshire played this year, you know, you, you, there's a lot of hard work gone into getting to where those boys are. So, you know, full respect to the guys that are there. Um, it's going to be a fantastic day. And I know it's easy to say enjoy it. That's the last thing you, you, you're thinking about when you're playing is enjoy. You're thinking about winning. You're thinking about your job. You're thinking about what you're going to do. You're thinking about all of those systems. But... Just every now and again, just stop and 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 look around, look at where you are, feel the grass, you know, enjoy the enjoy the changing room, enjoy the walk in, enjoy the atmosphere, stop and look around and see what's you know, take in everything that's happening there because for most of those boys, for ninety percent of those boys, that's that's the last time they're gonna play on that ground. You know, very, very few boys will get the opportunity to to do that consistently. So make the most of it while while you're on there, boys, because it's uh it's an, it's a thing to be enjoyed. It yeah, really, make sure really you get a few blades of grass in your socks before you walk off the pitch. <laughs> like take them home, grow your own little millennium stadium in your back garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, when when I played in that final, um we played we were playing somebody from North Wales. I can't even remember who we played, but we played on some kind of like park pitch in the middle of nowhere on a Saturday morning. 
um, you know, people walking the dogs around the outside and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, and this, this is a, this is a World Cup final. Like, you know, I know it's not the Jewish Shield. It's it, we we played in the one below, but you know, this is a big deal for us. And it just, it it wasn't as big as it should have been back. It then. wasn't given the respect. Yeah, and especially, you know, I had two tries in that final, and. I remember scoring the second try. Yeah, I mean, the second try came from a drive over because we had a massive pack back then. And I remember diving over the line, standing up. And the first thing I remember seeing was some old granny with a shopping trolley walking past. <laughs> and that's, just, and that, that's the bit that stuck in my head from that, that final. So, yeah. So when you are there tomorrow, boys, in, enjoy it. Really taking the atmosphere, taking everything you can the 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 bus ride the the weather you know you have a little tour of the stadium and all of that kind of stuff. just enjoy it, make the memories, make a memory that is gonna stick with you until you're old and gray and 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 nearly fifty because that's what it will, and then you'll have this the the celebration after when you have your end of year due. Oh my lord! Oh, I remember my end of year, dude. <laughs> For all all the wrong reasons, but it's all part of you know the the team that you're in. I'm I'm still mates with a lot of the players who were in that team. Uh, for me, and like I say, I'm I'm nearly fifty, and that was when we were under 15s. So you know those those players are going to stick with you. You'll be surprised how many of them kind of come in and out of your rugby life as you progress so um yeah enjoy it boys really really enjoy it and obviously we're predicting a comfortable pembrokeshire win you know goes yeah yeah um so yeah fingers crossed it'll be a nice 25 30 point there lots of you know fantastic tries and 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 well deserved as well on that one so right Let's do the men's game because, oh my. (laughs) So, championship. Uh, Narbeth cross keys. We said this was a really, really important game for Narbeth. Narbeth, if Narbeth were going to do anything, they had to win this game and they lost 28 22. Uh, Just. It's got then, you know, and. I think I think that bonus point is is massive though, because you know they're still in the fight, but mm. you know it, it is going to be an uphill battle now for that fourth place. I think that's the run there. I've I've got that sort of down now just because Narbeth have lost, yeah. so they've got you know they've got a couple of games in hand and they you know three points clear of Narbeth and you know mm. two points clear across keys. So I I think they're going to be comfortable. They they've got the lead on that. So you know, Narbath is gonna. I think it's gonna be fifth place again. Is the best they can hope for. Well, I think they'll overtake Cardiff Met. Cause Cardiff Met have only oh, yeah. got one one game left, haven't they? Um, and the Cardiff Met are two points ahead of of Narbath. I say it's it's you've got Narbath Crosskeys, Cardiff Met, Ustred Ron. They're all on fifty nine, sixty, sixty one, sixty two points. So it is a you know a, a sexy part of the table. Um. I, I, I'm, I'm gutted that they lost because a, a win on 
on Saturday would have just changed a lot of stuff in that table. But it is what it is. Um, who have they got this week? So they've got... It's, it's a big one. It's a really big one. It's Pont de Poole at home. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, oh, crikey. Yeah. Oh, what a game. And I think if Pont de Poole win this, they're promoted, aren't they? I think they're, uh... they're automatically promoted anyway. But I think they uh, this would if they beat Narbeth on Saturday, that means that they're promoted as champions. I think. No, no, they won't be champions. Just too many games left. I'm trying to worry, it's sixteen teams in the league, and a was it fourteen? I thought it was fourteen. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, fourteen. So, so that means Bargoid can get to one hundred and three points, and Pontypool are on ninety four. So they they're not quite. They're nearly the there. They're going to get it because they're yeah. 19 for 19. We know they're going to get it. Neath the same. They're six points clear of third place bar guide. So, so maybe they guarantee themselves promotion if they win this weekend. And yeah, possibly. That's it's... that's something they can look forward to. Yeah, I, I saw something around that, you know, big game for, for Pontypool. But, you know, Narbeth have played Ponty a couple of times. They played him in a cup. They played him in the league. And they've always given him a good game. They've always yeah, well, pushed them, we, you know. The earlier league result uh, down in Pontypool Park, it was it was fifty four twenty three. Now mm. I, I know a thirty point margin is is pretty big, but you know to to score twenty three points against what is essentially a semi professional side is it's no mean feat. That's hell mm. of a good going. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's going to be difficult to predict the Narbeth win this weekend, but you know. Faith in the boys that they can pull something out of the bag and anything that they pull out against Pontypool. Like I say, Pontypool, Pontypool are already talking about how they're going to perform next season. Do you know what I yes. mean? So that's that's the level that they're at. And Pontypool are quite annoyed with Leslie, <laughs> with the oh, I... whole thing. But um, yeah, I, I can see Narbeth making a really decent game of this on Saturday. A really decent game. Good. But I can't see a win. No, let's no. hope for some bonus points then. Yeah, let's let's hope that they get something out of it. Something out of it. Okay, Division One West. Yes, big news, big news. Crimeth are officially promoted. They are officially promoted. I thought officially they had one. Promoted. They, okay. they can't they can't drop below third now. They're going up. Ah, right. That's what it was. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they had quite a, a, a it was Clangen, uh, no, they got Clangen this week, and Leslie Wanderers last week, wasn't it? I mean, they only yeah. scraped it, they they scraped it yeah. 12 points to 11. You know, that's a, a squeaky bums, but it's so many games at this this kind of end of the season, it, it is quite difficult to uh, keep it going. Well, you you yeah. got to think they, they played Avarice with midweek, and they're not exactly an easy team. Mm. I mean, the only thing Krimic will be a bit disappointed on from the weekend is not picking up the five points, not getting that bonus point, because it, it does, you know, give Flangenich uh, an opportunity to go above them. And, mm. you know, Flangenich, are play, uh, they play in Vellinvall uh, away, I think, tomorrow night, so they'll have a chance to go top then. But, mm. you know, other than that, Krimic, they've they've done the hard work. They've got promotion and, you know, yeah. they can start celebrating now because, you know, that that's that's the main thing. Hmm. So, 
Other results from last weekend then. Pembroke lost 67-19 to Gowerton. Uh, Newcastle Emlyn, decent win over Pencloud, 46-22. And Aberystwyth beat Whitland 39-20 at Whitland. So, like you say, that leaves the, the table. I mean, Pembroke are, you know, to be expected. But that leaves Krumach on top, 78 points. Uh, with Newcastle Emlyn in third on 75 points. In between the two is Klangenich, and Klangenich have got a game in hand on the pair of them and are on 75 points. Um, I'd say Gosainon are pretty much out of it now, 62 points. I don't think that's realistic for them to get anywhere yeah, close to the top. They can't. Um, only only Gawatan can, can get into that top three now. Mm. And if Schlangenich or Newcastle Emlyn pick up two points, that's all they need. They need 77 points to guarantee promotion. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's coming in. That's coming this weekend. The promotion side of it should be sorted this weekend. Well, yeah, especially when you consider the fixtures. So, like I say, Klangenich, Vellin, Voil on Wednesday night. And then on Saturday, Krimich at home against Pencloud. Pencloud have won... Two games all season, um, you know, so I can't see them putting up a particularly strong uh, game against Krimov. So that's, that's realistically, that's a bonus point win. Anything less than a bonus point win there for Krimov is disappointing. Yeah. Um, Whitland are away in Gosainon. Hmm. Might be an interesting game, but it's. Uh, I can't see Krumach. That's what I said about Gosaina. You know, have they got anything to play for now? I don't, uh, I don't think they really have. Like you know, no, they they're out of everything. So it's it's only two games they've got left to play. Hmm. So you know, maybe time to give some of the younger boys a run out. So might, who knows? Yeah, and that might be the opportunity that Whitland might need. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so we, we'll talk about Flangenic Gowerton. I know that they're not Pembrokeshire sides, but it does affect Krimmer and Newcastle Emlyn. So that should actually be a, 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 a quite a tough game for Flangenic, you know, because like you yeah. say, Gowerton and there is still still something there for Gowerton. If if Gowerton can pull off a win, that throws you know the the, the top of the table into a little bit of a. a, a, a a flap in a way. So, yeah. yeah, best of luck to to uh, Gowerton. And then Newcastle, Emlyn, Pembroke. You know. Yeah. It's, this is the only downside I see for Gowerton. You know, I I can't see Newcastle, Emlyn and Clang- Owen and Clangenich dropping any points. Mm. So, that, you know, that's going to take their season away. Otherwise, you know, it, it could have been really interesting because Newcastle Emlyn have still got to travel to Krimech. They've still got to travel to Gowerton as well. So mm. it could have really it could have made the last weekend something really good. But it's just it's just not gonna be there. We're gonna have everything everything barring you know top of the table champion sorted before the last week. Yeah. Well, next week, next Wednesday, so we we'll talk about this on next week's pod. You've got Krimech at home to Newcastle Emlyn yeah. next Wednesday. I just think that's a it's a fantastic way to end the season because you've got Krimich, Newcastle, Emlyn, and then you've got Schlangenich, Krimich, 
And then you've got what was the other game that I saw? Yeah, Tangenic go sign on. You know, it's it's a really good finish to the season. We there's lots of games there that mean something. There's there's still like three or four games in between the top four. So they're still really heavily involved with each other. They can control their own fate to yeah. a certain extent. Hmm. But it's getting tasty, isn't it? And that's like I said, oh, well, yeah. at the minute, the the community game is is probably more interesting than the professional game at the minute. It's it's a really good end to the season. So speaking of really good ends to the season, uh, Division Two West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kidwelly beat Milford 43-7. Fishguard lost to Lucha 62-3. But then, sec- is it second? It was second v third or second v fourth. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, Tembi um, at home to Nankaredig. And we, we said, we spoke about this game last week and we said just how important this game was for Tembi. They came out 20 points to eight win, which puts them back in second place now. So I know Kid Welly has still got the games in hand, but, you know, Ponte de Lice, um 77 points, Tembi, second place, 63. Kid Welly, third place, 58 points, three games in hand. But I think Kid Welly's running is quite a difficult one. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no it's, only, it's only the one game. It's Tembi that have got the, the, the difficult running, isn't it? Yeah. It's this yeah. weekend is the big one for Tembi. Yeah, that's right. I knew one of them had a difficult running. So, oh, well, I'll be honest. Ponta de Lice and Nankaredig, they've got some big games, but all three of them. Yeah, well, this weekend is, I say, is Ponta de Lice um, at home to Tembi. And, you know, if Tempe can turn them over this weekend, that kind of, that throws all sorts of of, of cats into the to the chicken run. Because, uh, you know, yes, Ponte de Lice are quite a bit ahead, but it's not, it's just not done and dusted. It's not done no. and dusted. And it's, I think... it's really not at all. And, you know, Tembi, obviously, they're only fighting for promotion. Hmm. You know, they know they're not going to come away anywhere near the, you know, the, the top place. But for Ponte de Lysa and Kidwelly, they are going to be fighting each other for this top spot. And while Ponte de Lysa do have the advantage, if you, you look at the run-in, obviously, Kidwelly, their toughest game is Nantgeredig. But hmm. Ponte de Lysa have got Tembi, Nantgeredig and Mumbles all yeah. in their last four games. So these, yeah. you know, these are three sides currently top four, top five of the table. You know, it's it's not easy. They're gonna they're gonna have to be on their best, and basically they need bonus points to ensure they they do come out on top because that is that's going to be the only thing separating them mm. at the end of the season. Mm. And I think that's the big positive for Ten B. Okay, they have got Ponta de Lice, you know, this weekend, which you know it's it's going to be hard. Um, a, a point. Is probably a good result, especially with it being away. But Nankaredig have also got Ponte de Lice away. They've also got Kidwelly away. And the last game of the season is Tembi at Nankaredig. Mm. So that's, that is so tasty. I mean, that, that's going to be a, 
a day to remember because I, I just got a feeling that there's literally they're going to come to that game of the season and they're probably going to be level on points or something. <laughs> and, you know, winner takes all. It's going to be one hell of a day. I, I, I'm, I'm bouncing mm. for that. So let's hope Tembi can take something out of Ponte de Lice this weekend. Yeah, you know, definitely. Because um, I think they I think they got the the team to do it. I think they've got the boys there to do it and they got the they got the attitude, which is good. Uh fish guard at home to Kid Welly, that's a tough call. Yeah. I can't see them getting any and the same when Milford at home to Mumbles. I can't really see them taking anything out of that. So it really is all on Tembi at Ponte de Lice. Um but I will I will remind our Tembi followers and there are quite a few that I played in a game against Ponte de Lice many years ago that was 103-0 or something like that. So, and that was against Ponte de Lice. So, they're, they're more than doable. They're more than... You tell me you're more yeah. than capable of doing that. No, I, I understand that. But, you know, talking about the game from the 1800s to now, that's a bit of a difference, <laughs> That game is very firmly in my head as... Uh, um, it's not in any record books. It'll be there somewhere. It's got to be somewhere because I I remember that day. It was really really nice day. You dreamt that game. I I, I know you did. They had the bus driver on the wing, and he didn't have a pair of boots. (laughs) You know, fair play. They turned up, but they had the bus driver on the wing, on the wing. So, anyway, Division Three, Division Division Three. So results from last weekend. Tight game at Aberreiron. Aberreiron 7-5. We said it was going to be a tight game. Um, so a 7-5 win over Nayland. Nayland just seemed to have lost the ability to score points over the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know why, but they have. Uh, Cardigan lost 15-31 at Lampeter. Uh, a walkover for Larne at Quinns, 20-0. Haverford West came out on top in... Uh, I, so what I've been told was actually a really... You know, there wasn't a lot of niggle in that game, which I'm shocked at and disappointed. You know, I expect some niggle between Langham and Alfred West, but 27 13 win in Langham. Uh, St. Clair's, uh, yeah, a walkover against Lana Brother, and then St. David's 46 0 against Tregaron. So, you know, again, in, in this league, it's I mean, St. Clair's are pretty much there. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, St. it's St. Clair's and Lampeter. This, this is what it is. I, I know Lana are currently in second, but, you know, they they ha- they can't reach the same sort of maximum points. Hmm. You know, Lampeter could finish on 105 and St. Clair's can finish on 104. So it really is those two fighting it out with each other who can keep up winning with bonus points. Because, mm. you, you know, as these games come thick and fast, I mean, both of them, I mean, well, what are they? Let me have a look at the table now. They've both got like six or seven games left each. Yeah. Mm. St. Clair's got six games left. They've got seven in, in what, four weeks. So, uh, you know, mm. these are going to be coming thick and fast. And they still got to play each other in St. Clair's. That's so, what I was going to say. There's still that, that key game. Uh, in St. Clair's, which is quite close to the end of the season. And I think... Then the return fixture fixture is the week later. Yes, that's what it is. So it does all come down, you know, the last couple of weeks of the season. It's just... 
every league you go through now is it's coming down to the wire. You know, it's all coming down to the wire. There's still a good couple of weeks left in these in the the lower leagues that are just really good. Yeah, um, like outside of the championship, you know, everything is to play for. No one is a clear runaway winner. There's still mm. a good couple teams in each league that can, mm. you know, slip in in front of each other. And it, it, it's just brilliant to follow and watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, midweek games then, as people try to finish their, their season on time. So midweek game this evening, Langham versus Nayland. Um, yeah. I, I, do you know what? I can see I can see Langham sneaking this. I just, something's yeah. happened at Nayland. Don't know what. They just seem to have lost the ability to score. And, you know, Langham played quite well against Alford West last weekend. So I can I can see Langham nicking this one. I really can. Well, you know, there's, there's not really much in between Alford West and Nayland. And, you know, Nayland are in a bit of a sour patch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back Langham with it. Mm. And then tomorrow night, we've got Larn at home to Harford West. Yeah, same old story, Lan. You know, they they're up there. They they're not going to get a promotion, but they are mat, the the best of the rest, essentially. Mm. And I think it comes down to reputation now at the end of the year. That you know, Lan is is a tiny, tiny little village, little tiny little town compared it's to Harvard. Yeah, but it's um, you know, you look at the size of Harford West, and they should be destroying Lan, but. You know, Lan uh, just doing the right things. So I can see Lan winning that one as well. And then we move into Saturday. So Harford West at home to St. David's. I'm, I'm, my head is telling me Harford West for this one, but my heart is saying St. David's. They've mm. had a good win. So maybe they can back it up, get an away victory as well this season. So I'm going to go for St. David's by a. Yeah, and I think it depends on how tough that LAN game is on Wednesday. Um, you know, to come off a game on Wednesday, I doubt they train before playing again on Saturday. So, you know, it does kind of might lose a couple of players through injury, might be a bit battered and bruised. So I'm going St. David's here as well. Uh, Nayland are at home to Cardigan. And again, I think that depends on how Nayland play midweek, you know, how they get on against Langham if they have the the, the positivity battered out of them. Cardigan might be able to nick something there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think home advantage should be enough to see Nayland through, but who really knows the way they've been playing lately. But yeah. no, I, I'm, I'm going to stick stick at home for this one. Well, I'm going to go for a Cardigan win there. I, I, I think... End of the season, I think that they've got something to play for, you know, pride and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I'm going for a Cardigan win. And then we've got uh, Pembroke Dock Quinns at home to Aberayron. Yeah, Aberayron have been, you know, pretty, pretty consistent. You know where they are; they're, they're definitely a top half team. So you know, I'm, I'm back in Aberayron for this one too. Yeah, me as well. Unfortunately, I think uh, I saw a couple of Quinns boys on Saturday at uh, um, uh, uh, Judgment Day and, and said hello. But uh, yeah, I can see Abraham taking this one. St Clair's at home to Langham. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to call. Yeah. You yeah. know how many, how many points are Langham going to score? Really, that's the question, isn't it? If any, 
whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Well, Langham have got the midweek game against Nayland. You know, which uh, of those two games, which game are you going to focus on? Which game are you really going to go for? You know, you know what? what I, mean? I reckon Langham play their best squad against Nayland in midweek. And mm. they play the youth against St. Clair's. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, sure. those, those, those boys did awesomely well to get to the final of the youth bowl. So, you know, let them crack on. Let them have a, a go at senior rugby. You know? uh, There's I no, they... no tougher test than St. Clair's in this league. Yeah, I think the, uh, Langham youth have got a, a youth cup final, a county cup final coming up as well. Oh. So uh, I think they're they're, they're in, uh, in training camp for that, I think. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. And then last game uh, on Saturday is Tregaron at home to Larn, and again, that should be a straightforward win for for Larn. I can't see anything other than that. Can you? No, not nothing for me. Larn are going to take that over, and you know, outside of these leagues, you know, we had the uh, the you know the the WIU Cup finals on Sunday. Mm. We had you know. Newbridge beating Nant Conway 29-13 in the Division 1 final. Uh, Pontypool taking Estradronda 28-16 in the Championship final and Cardiff doing Newport 13-10 in the Premiership Cup final. So this, this seems as though now all, all the Cup finals are coming to an end. The season's throwing in. Everything in these leagues matter now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's a good end to the season, you know. What a, what a great time to be doing a podcast on this sort of stuff, man, because this, this is brilliant stuff to, to finish the season. Yeah, we've got some, we've got the URC quarterfinals lined up as well for, you know, uh, in two weeks' time. So, you know, it, it doesn't get much bigger than this as it goes. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note then, mate, have I forgotten anything else this week? Is there anything well, no, else? I- I just chucked those finals in as quick as I could before you had a chance to speak. <laughs> then you forget them. So, uh, yeah, I am. Oh, we're all good, mate. You've you've done well. Nothing forgotten. Nothing you even, forgotten. You even got the, the, the field bloody fixture in straight away, which I I was I had in the back of my mind. He's going to forget these. I know he's going to forget these. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Right, Mart. Enjoy the game on on Saturday, mate. Um, oh, I will. At present, I don't have a ticket for it. I'm I've got I've got other things on. Um, so at the minute, I'm watching it at home. But you know, I if you go in, enjoy the moment because yeah, these are the these are the moments that stick with you. And uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make it to to Dublin when we get there. We'll do that one oh, instead. Yeah, <laughs> are you bunking with us in Dublin? <laughs> I'm camping on the streets, mate. That's what I'm oh, doing. Oh, bloody, bloody expensive in Dublin. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Right. On that note, Matt, oh, we are all done, my friend. I will catch up with you. We'll do the same thing again next week. Uh, big smiles, happy faces, and all of that kind of stuff. Enjoy your rugby, mate. Have a good one. And you, mate. See you again. Best. ta You have been listening to the Westerer is Besterer podcast from the Scarlet Supporters PEMS team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet PEMS, find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire, or email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. And remember, 
West is best, but Westerer is bestera. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.